welcome back how are you doing today i'm going to talk about books i get this question all the time what's your favorite books can we talk about books and let me tell you yes we can i can talk about books forever and i don't know i'm just so excited to talk to you about a couple of books that have really been special and important to me So before I start, I just want to say I hope you're having a good week and I hope this podcast reaches your ears in a lovely way and maybe keeps you company while you're doing something. So just to start us off, I want to talk about my relationship with reading. As it stands, reading is one of the most important things in my life and a huge help to my own mental health. Reading basically allows me to have this time outside of my head and It's honestly helped me in ways that nothing else has, which sounds really extreme, but it is so true. When I was younger, I would read like mad. My mum said I always wanted a book from the shop, never a toy, just a book. And that's not me trying to sound all like cute and quirky. I was just obsessed with reading then. I used to read these series. Um, There was Jacqueline Wilson books, Girls Under Pressure, Girls In Love... Um, Girls Out Late, I think the one was called, and I can't remember the last one in the series. I loved those books, and I loved Jacqueline Wilson's books anyway. I also loved Ali's World, which was like a teen series by Karen McCombie, and there was loads and loads of these books. I'd see my dad every Saturday, and we'd always go to the, I think it was a Waterstones in Lincoln. I thought it was so cool, first Waterstones I'd ever been in and I loved those books. They were just really like cute, um, funny teen girl books, I would say. So when I was a bit older, I started reading the Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging books by Louise Renison. In fact, the series is called Confessions of Georgia Nicholson, um, but that was the name of the first book. It actually became a film, which was super cheesy, but I loved it. But these books were kind of like... I had to explain, but I suppose I thought I was really grown up reading them because she'd talk about boys and boobs and dates and all those kind of things and maybe, like, kind of mention sex a bit. So to me, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing, the gossip and the drama. I was obsessed with these kind of series and just used to dive into them and read until the book was finished, get another book, read, just continuously on such a cycle. I also really liked writing stories at school and going to the book fairs at school. I don't know if anyone else would remember them, but basically these people would rock up at school, bring loads of books, and then you could buy them. Um, Like you'd let your parents know which ones you wanted, and I think they'd order them for you. But that was very exciting and I always just remember the smell of new books and the feel of them and how happy it made me. When I got a bit older, like college age, and got my first proper boyfriend, I kind of gave books up and mainly I'd be looking at art books, which are really lovely but don't really give me the same feeling as like a proper, proper book. I mainly like those books because of the pictures in them and I just kind of used to scan them and keep the scans. It sounds like I'm 100 years old and I'm talking about the Victorian era scanning books, but that's just what I did. When I went to uni, again, I'd go in the library and I'd love all the books they had there because they were so specific and so 
I don't know, I'd never seen books like that. So, again, wasn't really reading properly then, was kind of just collecting art books. So, I left uni in 2014 and it's currently 2022 and I'd say up until like 2019 I really wasn't reading at all. Since then I've tried to read more and more each year and it's been a bit of a natural progression because once I start I just can't stop. And I feel like I've rekindled my love of books that I had when I was a child. Like now I love them just as much as I did then and it really takes me back and I kind of think like my inner child somewhere is just beaming and so happy that I love books again. So you've probably seen me go on about Goodreads which is this reading app and it tracks what you're reading, what you want to read, what you have read. It's really cool and really simple and that's really encouraged me too in my reading in recent years because it just, I don't know, it just motivates me to keep reading and I love seeing what everyone else is reading as well. I've got the app open on my phone right now, you can probably hear my phone charm jingling. So I'm just scrolling through the books now and I'm just going to pick five and talk to you about them because there are certain books that really touched me. I want to start with A Little Life, I feel like I need to get it out of the way. Now warning here, this is the single most traumatic and disturbing book I've ever read. You may have seen people talking about it online, I think TikTok it is very popular. A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. It, I don't know, I don't even have words. This book made me feel actual pain and I cried for so long afterwards and I was genuinely triggered to the point where I felt, I felt really bad. I'll read you the summary of the book just so you get an idea of what it's about. Obviously no spoilers but I feel like it will be able to explain better than I can. When four classmates from a small Massachusetts, I can't say that word, Massachusetts college moved to New York to make their way, they're broke adrift and buoyed only by their friendship and ambition. There is kind, handsome Willem, an aspiring actor. JB, a quick-witted, sometimes cruel Brooklyn-born painter seeking entry to the art world. Malcolm, a frustrated architect at a prominent firm and withdrawn, brilliant, enigmatic Jude who serves as their centre of gravity. Over the decades, their relationships deepen and darken, tinged by addiction, success and pride. Yet their greatest challenge, each comes to realise, is Jude himself. By midlife, a terrifyingly talented litigator, yet an increasingly broken man, his mind and body scarred by an unspeakable childhood. And haunted by what he fears is a degree of trauma that he'll not only be unable to overcome, but that will define his life forever. For me, this book was beautifully written, so gorgeous. I could visualise everything and every sentence felt so intentional. The images that were conjured up from this were deep and dark and rich, but I would proceed with caution. If you find any kind of abuse triggering, please avoid this book at all costs. It sounds silly including a book that I also need to add a warning with but seriously it is so deeply disturbing but it's so beautiful and if that's something for you please look into the book a little bit more before you begin. I'm not saying this to be edgy 
I will never forget that book. I will never forget the characters. I will never forget Jude. But it opened up a darkness for me that I still find quite challenging. I'd say the themes of this book are recovery and relapse and pain, trauma, friendship, love, but mainly pain. Trigger warning for everything. And I'm glad I got that book out of the way first because I already feel overwhelmed just talking about it. That was A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. Okay, something a bit more lighthearted to lift the mood. I recently read Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman and to be honest, I didn't really enjoy it. It's kind of about a group of old people in England and they live in this kind of accommodation sort of retirement village and they solve murders together. There was something about it that I found really jarring and I wasn't really used to that genre so I really did not enjoy it and I know you're probably thinking why are you even talking about it if you didn't enjoy it but I was so tempted by the second installment of the series which is called The Man Who Died Twice by Richard Osman that I actually just went for it. I read the second book, it took a day, it was brilliant. And if you want a kind of escape from real life, I would highly recommend the Thursday Murder Club books. I think I can appreciate the first book now I've read the second. And I just think they're a great escape from real life. And I really, really enjoy the fact that the characters in them are elderly people, but they have such rich lives and such interesting and varied personalities and roles in the book. I love that because I love old people and to me they're some of the most interesting people who are so often just dismissed as old and not understanding things and boring and I don't think it's like that at all. People that have been alive for that long usually have the best stories and know so much about life as well. So I really, I love those books now and I feel very protective of the characters. I love the characters, especially Ibrahim. So that was the Thursday Murder Club series by Richard Osman. Next I want to talk about Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. I read this last year in August and it is a story about a young boy and his life with an alcoholic mum. Obviously that's me simplifying things but I love Scottish fiction and because this is based in Glasgow and also includes Scots dialect I immediately warm to it. Not only for that reason but also what amazing characters. Shuggy and his mum are... they're so beautiful and Again, I feel ultra protective of them, even though they're not real, I just love them so much. To this day, months after reading the book. It's a sad story, you will find out that I love a sad story and I love a dark story. And definite trigger warnings for abuse and alcoholism and addiction. But more than anything, amidst the trauma in this book and between the really painful parts is love. There's so much love in this book from all angles and so much love in unexpected places as well. It's such a dark story but it's so sweet and just filled to the brim with unconditional love. I actually wrote here in my review that it was maybe my favourite book of last year 
and I also wrote I Will Never Forget Shuggy. That book is Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. Okay, next up, I really want to recommend to you The Great Believers by Rebecca Mackay. I do think I've spoken about this on a previous episode, but hey, I'm just going to tell you about it again. I love LGBT plus fiction, and this is a beautiful book about the tragic AIDS crisis, specifically in 1980 Chicago. Now, there was a lot of research done as part of this book, speaking to people who were survivors, speaking to people who were there at the time, and I think you can really tell. It feels like a really raw and honest approach to the subject of HIV and AIDS. And again, this is a book that has that super thin line between all of this love and friendship and solidarity, but also so much pain and tragedy with the AIDS epidemic. I think if you're into history, modern history, if you're into queer history, this is a fantastic book. And even if you aren't, please give it a go. There's still so much stigma and shame about HIV and AIDS. And to me, this book is really important. It's a really important fictional, I don't know, fictional representation of a time that really happened. It's a great book and another one that I cried after reading and while I was reading, actually. So that's The Great Believers by Rebecca Mackay. So next up is a book that I bought in Scotland when I went last year with my mum from an amazing bookshop in Edinburgh. And they had these books on the wall, kind of wrapped up in brown paper. And it was like a lucky dip, I suppose. On the cover, I think it said Scottish um, experimental fiction, I think. Female fiction can't remember but it was a bit of a risk but I went for it. The book that I got from that little brown paper package was The Trick is to Keep Breathing by Janice Galloway. This is a book about a woman who is grieving, she is lonely and she's dealing with a lot of stuff in her life. It is very experimental, it is very different so if that's not your kind of thing this might be a little challenging to read. It pushes the boundaries for me between, I don't know, this kind of, this kind of stark reality with this woman's reality. It's hard to explain, but I think it's really bleak and it's really dark, but it's almost like we're getting fragments of her memory and her reality to piece together a story. Again, I'm not the best at explaining here, but the little synopsis says It's about the breakdown of a 27-year-old drama teacher named Joy Stone. The problems of everyday living accumulate and begin to torture Joy, who blames her problems not on her work or on the accidental drowning of her illicit lover, but on herself. While painful and deeply serious, this is a novel of great warmth and energy. It's the wit and irony found in moments of despair that prove to be Joy's salvation. I definitely got that from it. Joy is really likeable and really realistic and there's definitely parts of Joy that I recognise in myself. I don't know, it's such a strange, beautiful book and I don't know why it's not more popular. I don't know why this book is not spoken about more so hopefully maybe one of you will read this after hearing me go on about it right now. It's considered a contemporary Scottish classic 
and it's definitely one of my favourite books I've ever read. My little review said it was like poetry and I definitely stand by that. So that was The Trick Is To Keep Breathing by Janice Galloway. So that's my book roundup. Five books I have loved. I do still think about characters from those books as if they're real people and I guess those are books that are really connected with very deeply. If you want to read those books or any books I always recommend checking in charity shops first. I always find good books there and I also recommend Book Depository if you're in the UK and eBay is good too for secondhand books. I know some people mind reading secondhand books but I don't mind at all and it's even better if the book has someone else's writing in it or notes or anything. I love it. Right, that's all for now. I'm gonna go and probably read. I hope you enjoyed this ramble. I hope it kept you company. Um, maybe it distracted you from how scary the world feels at the minute. I'm sending you loads of love and I hope to catch up soon in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.